Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 105 this week. Well, I mean, we've got other stuff to talk about, but there's only really, there's only really one thing to talk about, but we'll get into that in a little bit here. Josh? Yeah, boy? How are you doing tonight? I'm so excited right now. I'm so excited you have no idea. It's uh, like, it's probably not healthy how excited I am. I think... <laughs> To be clear, though, I don't think Josh and I are on the same page of, like, what we're excited for. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at the topics that we've got. I'm just excited for this episode. Um, but, Josh, how you doing tonight? How you doing this week? I'm chilling, bro. It's been... Work is trying to get me to quit. I swear. <laughs> I swear they're trying to make me quit. But, you know, whatever it is. Jeez. But, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, it's been a nice week. Um, once we get into uh, what we're watching, I kind of have some really cool stuff for me, at least. Um, what about you? How you? How's your week going? Uh, not too bad. I get older this week, so... I don't know. Like, it's, when you get older, birthdays don't matter. Well, certain ones do, and this isn't one to me. It's just like, oh, yeah, my birthday's soon. Cool? Whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about where I am with it, too. It's just 2020. It's just like, birthday, Halloween. Can't really do too much for either, but it's still, it's still a fun occasion. But, hey, the movie gods blessed my timeline for stuff that we can talk about the week of my birth. And I'm yes, very happy yeah, about that. Yeah. But before we get into any of that, Josh... You watching anything good lately? So I already said, I think la- last week, how I was watching. I started a new anime with uh, Demon Slayer. Um, I'm 20 episodes in now, and it is just as gorgeous and as entertaining as it always ha- it's been so far. Um, you'll appreciate this, Nathan. Um, this is like the level of, of like curiosity I'm at at this point, and. And when it comes to uh, animation and film and stuff, um, I'll have to send you sh- screenshots. But some of the animation is is so gorgeous and so well done. And the way that the frame rate works, it was like, there's no way this is all hand-drawn. There's no way. And come to find out, sure enough, it's not. But it's just like super, 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 super rad. Like, you know how animation is normally run on twos, right? So the whole show was kind of running at twos and they have and like elemental animations coming off of their swords. Well, they like multi-layer composite different animations on from the sword, like using CGI and stuff like that. And then they run it at ones. So all the animation coming off, it's, you have like one scene and it's all going at twos except for the animation coming off the sword. It just, it's so cool. And it's like, I'm such a nerd now for this. St- like anybody else is, anybody that's listening is probably like, okay, I don't get it. But like, you don't understand the difference of running things at, t- at from between two frames and one frame. It's like, um, um, for those that don't know, and maybe you completely missed this, but in Spider-Man into the spider verse, mm-hmm. um, the seasoned experienced Peter Parker that knows what he's doing is running at, uh, it's either 30 or 60 frames per second. Um, mm-hmm. And Miles Morales, the new untrained rookie, is running at 24 frames per second. So Peter mm-hmm. has more of this fluid movement, which I was just like, oh, that's, that's just genius. Yeah. 
That's basically that's so that, that's basically what they do with a lot of the so the animations of the elements coming off the swords. Um, also, so I said last week, right, that um, my youngest brother and I watched Bly Manor, yeah. and I know you, I you and I have similar but differing differing opinions on it, mm-hmm. uh, which we can get into in, in a minute. Um, but I came home from work this week. And he was watching. He had just started the first episode of Hill House. Attaboy. Attaboy. He was like, "Well, you said it's it's good. It's different, but the same." So I was like, "Well, I'll check it out." And I was like, "Well, I guess I know what we're we're doing this week." Does he realize Hill House is the scary one? Yes. So, <laughs> dude, don't it's... tell him about episode eight yet. Oh no, we we finished. Oh, you're done already. Yeah, we finished in like three days because he was like, this is so the word he kept using is interesting. And <laughs> that could be either good or bad, though. Yeah, so I'm with you. Um, but something about Luke is he doesn't find a lot of things interesting. He's not fascinated by a lot of things. So, so like, he's a the simp. more and more that the story builds on itself, the more and more he's like. Oh, this is interesting. This is good. Like, holy cow. So, like, at the end of <clears throat> a certain Bentonic Lady episode, um, he uh, he just, like, stopped. And, like, he didn't – we had to go to bed or something like that. And he just kind of stopped and, like, stared off into the distance. I was like, wow. That was interesting. And I was like, please use other words. Please tell me you have other words. Like, I don't know. I can't tell if you're enjoying this. I was like, so I asked, I was like, are you, are you like, is this good? Interesting. Good, interesting. Is it bad? And he's like, no, like it just, it's good. I just, I just like, it, it was his first scary movie experience. Hmm. So like, and it's his gateway drug. To be something that is so well done. I might have ruined horror movies for him. No, he just got to do hush next. Yes. Which, isn't that Theo? Huh? Yeah, of course it is. That's Theo. Dude, I love okay. me some Kate Siegel. That's part of the reason why yeah, Theo is my favorite great. character she's in Hill House. Um, but yeah, so I hear that you finished Bly Manor. I did not. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know what happens, primarily because I know my own desires, and I'm just like, I will get around to it at some point. I'm just not as emotionally invested, so I don't really care if it could spoil for me. That's that's fair. That it's. I won't say I'm disappointed knowing how it ends. I was just like, oh, that's. I like how it ends. I think it ties. It doesn't do as good of a job as tying a good bow on it as Hill House, but it's also not as good as Hill House. Oh, not even close. So. Not that Bly Manor's bad. It's just yeah. It, that, that's what I think I struggled with with Bly was like it's not bad. It's just not as good as Hill House. Very few things are as good as Hill House. Yes. Well, I really haven't been watching a whole lot lately. I've been playing. Um, I jumped back into the Spider-Man game. Um, for PS4. Uh, because I'm just like whenever I eventually get around to PS5 and play some Miles Morales. I kind of want to remember where I'm at. And which, Mm -hmm. ironically, when I started playing Spider-Man again, um, my save file was right at the part where you start playing as Miles Morales on the city steps. So it's just like, oh. Oh, nice. It just just knows. That's not creepy at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget how gratifying the web swinging is, is in that game. 
Yeah. It's, it's a, I'm going to be, I might put a little money aside. And now that cyberpunk has been delayed again. Um, it's just three weeks this time though. Yeah. Which I've, the, their statement makes sense. And I, I think if anything, I, I definitely going to err more on the side of, I appreciate a company being passionate enough about their product that they want to have it, have it right day one, not three weeks in or whatever, but that's whatever. So, but with that being said, I might pick up Valhalla because that comes out here pretty soon. Mm. Um, cause uh, you know me. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that that's all you, um, anything else or are we not really, man? It's been pretty chill. Uh, I know you're itching to get our, to get to our first topic. I am. I am. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I don't maybe... know why over here at Uncharted Media. Also, just for me personally, I just feel so vindicated right now because a whole, not everyone, naturally, but a whole bunch of people are now suspiciously very, very quiet about their hatred for Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. They're like, oh, um, he doesn't look half bad. So what we're, of course, talking about is Uncharted has wrapped filming. And to celebrate that, we've got several images from the upcoming Uncharted movie. And we get our first official look at Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. Not that I'm emotionally invested in this franchise whatsoever. <laughs> And yes, Josh, that is why I had the graphic up, so I had time to change between discussion topics. <laughs> not even not even a shame. I've been sporting my sick Parvis Magna ring for the past few days to just be like, I have justification for wearing this again. Guys, he looks so good. Like, oh my gosh. But also, he still looks babyfaced because he's Tom Holland. He doesn't look like a high school kid to me in this picture. He yeah. looks like a young man. Also, I think people weren't following this closely enough, and that's rightly so. Only the crazy psychopaths have been following this, waiting for any form of news whatsoever. Um, for those that haven't been keeping track, Tom got jacked for this role, and this picture shows it. The dude got some muscle on him for this one. He's like, well, I'm working with Mark Wahlberg. I gotta be pretty jacked for this, which... Yeah, seriously. Um, like a day or two ago, Mark Wahlberg took to Instagram to show off his Sully stash, which, putting a disclaimer on there, I guarantee you he's not gonna have it for all of the movie. I think there's decent chunks in the movie that he's not gonna have his mustache, and it might be like a tip of the cap towards the end, which I don't know how I feel about this, but... I love this so much. He, like, this just kind of dropped out of nowhere. It dropped on a Thursday, and I about had a mental breakdown at work, just happy tears, just going, not only does he look fantastic as Nathan Drake, it means they're done filming. Like, I don't care if this goes to streaming or... Maybe, because it's coming out in July. I don't care what happens with this. It is done filming. That's a the biggest obstacle. It is now done. Nathan Drake looks great. Uh, they had this nice little, obviously, staged picture with Tom Holland meeting Nolan North, who voices Nathan Drake in all the video games. Um, but they may have also given some more information about the movie if we read Between the Lions. Um, 
But <laughs> before we get to that, Josh, you see our boy Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. I'm sure you're not as emotionally invested as as I am, <laughs> obviously. But uh, what do you think of these pictures? But yeah, dude, looks he looks good. Um, I'm with you, and he's not. He's still it's Tom. He's always going to look a little baby fit. At least for now, he's still in that section of his life. Um, but I don't mind it. I I'm granted I'm I have no connection to this series at all, which is unfortunate. I see you shaking your head. They were free. I, they were free on the PlayStation Network a few I know, months and back. I have them in my library. Okay, okay. At least you I have them. Do, all I have to do is go download them. <laughs> um, I just haven't for whatever reason. Anyway, but I don't have as much of an emotional emotional connection to this um, story. But he looks cool. He looks accurate. He looks like a young Nathan Drake from all all things that I can tell. Um, the biggest complaint that I've seen is still, oh, man, Nathan Drake's not supposed to be a little boy. It's supposed to be a manly man. Where, where's Nathan feeling? I'm like, guys, look. <sighs> I hear you, and I don't care. I, I love me some Nathan Fillion. Hot take, Firefly is not actually that good. Yeah, I'm going to get shot for that. Um, but I... I think Tom's the right call here. It's like it's like when it's like when they as much as I love Ben Affleck as Batman, you can't start with old man Batman. You can't because you, then then you've written yourself into a corner and you're stuck with old man Nathan or, or you know manly man um, Nathan Drake as as a forty year old adventurer instead of hey let's start and then grow into it. It just makes more sense story-wise. Yeah, Nathan, people want Nathan Fillion because Nathan Fillion was the model for the original Nathan Drake character. But Nathan Fillion is over 50 years old or close to it. The thing that really annoys me or just bugs me is just going, are you really that dumb? Is there's been fans, a small portion, but still there's been some fans that are going, why isn't Nolan North doing this? Because he voiced Nathan Drake for all the games. Voice acting is not acting acting they're two completely different skill sets voice acting yeah, that's not, not to take away from voice <laughs> acting it is an incredibly difficult task it is not the same as physical acting also i love nolan North's portrayal of nathan drake i think it's some of the best voice acting in video game history the man physically does not resemble nathan drake his personality is very much nathan drake but i don't know if he would be physically up to the task Tom Holland is their plan for the future. He's their draft, number one draft pick for Sony that they hope will be the all-star for this franchise. And I get that casting choice. I get people's complaints that they want to prime Nathan Drake. If this movie is good enough, we will get there. We will get longevity. It's also the matter of, for the first time ever, I think they have a smart idea here of they made him young so it doesn't conflict with the canon of the games. You're not crossing over. It just, like, doesn't change. The games still exist. Like, they're doing this before the games. That way, the games still happen. It's not like they're going, well, we're just going to recreate the games as a movie, which so many video game movies fall into that trap. I think that's a smarter play, and I trust the people involved with this. I'm still very much on the fence about Mark Wahlberg as Sully. The mustache thing does help me a little bit, but um, call me crazy. I don't think Ruben Fleischer is the best choice for this movie, but he's a pretty safe choice. I love both Zombieland movies. It's not perfect, but I have fun with Venom. 
And if nothing else, I don't need this to be the perfect movie. I just need it to be a fun adventure movie. That's all it needs to be because that's, for better or for worse, that's all Uncharted is. It's just a classic modern version of like a pulp adventure story like Indiana Jones or um, uh, what's the uh, Romancing the Stone or any of those old school adventure movies. That's basically what Uncharted is, and it's what it's supposed to be. Now, they may have tipped their hand a little bit because they released some pictures. Everyone was so distracted by, obviously I was too, the Tom Holland is Nathan Drake thing. But they did release some other pictures that kind of paint the picture of what the story might be. We've got this one right here about like a cross or something sticking out of the ground and a picture of a journal that it's blurred. It's weird. It's blurred who the name is. But yet when uh, PlayStation uploaded the pictures to Facebook or Twitter, one of them, they said who the person was. And it's Ferdinand Magellan, the first um, person to circumnavigate the globe. Yeah. Which I'm going, that's a good idea. But also, fun fact, Nathan Fillion did do a fan film where he played Nathan Drake. Um, the uh, Stephen Lang from Avatar plays um, Sully. Um, it's a really good fan film. But... Ironically, that also involves Magellan and Albuquerque, one of his sailing buddies. So I think it's interesting that they went with the Magellan route. Um, maybe yeah. it's because Magellan was never in any of the games. The thing is with Uncharted, they, like National Treasure, they rely on um, real people to tell fake stories, obviously. Um, spoiler alert, there is no treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. I have checked for what? you. Um Wait, what? Spoiler alert. Bro, uh, that's, that was what I was planning to do with my weekend. Mm-hmm. I know. I was just going to hang out with Nicolas Cage, but... Um, or, like, I mean, the first cool. the first story and the fourth one, which they've said they're heavily basing on, is a lot of Sir Francis Drake. So, you could do a lot of interesting things with Fernand Magellan of, depending on your perspective in history, Magellan was either a good guy or a bad guy. He is kind of a pirate by our standards today because he doesn't fly for a particular flag he flies for the king that pays him the most money now what they could do is in the first uncharted game they said sir francis drake died here but in reality he faked his death and he dies at a later date that might be the route that they go with magellan to be like in history we know the magellan died before he fully finished his trip around the world Maybe he did, and he saw something or died somewhere else. Maybe he got shipwrecked somewhere else and died somewhere. Maybe the history that we know isn't the real history. I think that's the route they might go. Um, I just like that they're sticking with the whole, this was a real person as our catalyst for the story, and we kind of work from there. Um, I'm just really ecstatic about this as a whole. They've also done a very good job of keeping under wraps other members of the cast, because we just know that it's Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg. But I'm excited for the fact that we also have Antonio Banderas, who is awesome. I still, fingers crossed, he's the villain. Because with Ferdinand Magellan being Spanish, Portuguese, Antonio Banderas may still fit that area, especially with that lineage probably playing a key factor in the story. Um and- we just need more Antonio. Like we oh, don't yeah. see him much anymore, man. Like I just, I like as much as I dislike Expendables three, which is a weird thing to say. Um, he's one of my favorite things about that movie. 
he's great. Antonio Banderas is always great. Um, I'm just so, so ecstatic. Uh, Tom Holland being in this role in the picture doesn't guarantee the movie's going to be good. By and large, video game movies are terrible. I, and I'm sure it's because I'm too close to the project, I still think this is going to be the one that breaks the mold. It's not going to be the best movie in the world. I think it'll probably end up somewhere on Rotten Tomatoes, like somewhere in the 70s. But for a video game movie, it's the step in the right direction. Um, I think this is going to be good. Uh, this is just more reassuring to me of, oh, uh, we've got him in the suit, filming his wrapped, and the dude does not take a day off. As soon as he's done with Uncharted, he hopped a plane to start filming in Atlanta for Spider-Man 3. Um, so... That's a whole other can of worms there, but I'm just so excited. It gives me a reason to break out my greatness from small beginnings ring again. And I thought this is delayed till December, but no, it's coming July 21st, I believe. So sooner rather than later. Knock on wood. Um, nothing is set in stone these days with release dates, but I'm just... Ah, progress is nice on projects that have been in development hell forever. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when we used to be able to be like, yeah, well, this movie's coming out at this time, whether we like it or not. <laughs> Imagine having dates and times when things actually released. Oh, man. Yeah. Josh, you want to you wanna take the next one here? Yeah. So... Oscar Isaac has been announced that to be cast as Moon Knight in the Disney Plus series. Now, you kind of mentioned this off mic when we were kind of talking about it real quick. I think that, and I would agree, I think this indicates that this is, they're not going small time with this. You don't cast Oscar Isaac in just a Disney Plus series unless you have plans to connect it. I would think anyway, like that's a big time actor. Well, yeah. Oscar Isaac is like, I think it's one, a make good. I don't, I don't know if I'd say make good, but like a, we're sorry we wasted you in star Wars, but we see the potential. Cause he still made the most of what he was given for star Wars. But I feel like, like he started off so good in Force Awakens, and he was supposed to die in Force Awakens, and I feel like they maybe should have left him dead because they really had no idea what to do with him. But I love Oscar Isaac as an actor, um, ex Machina. I like his variety of roles. He's very rarely ever the same character twice, and Moon Knight is not like anything he's played before. Um, mm -hmm. Moon Knight is different. Um, I will. It's like. It's like if Deadpool and Batman had a baby. Mixed with Split. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just... He's the, literally the weird... Everyone's like, oh, Deadpool's so weird. Like, no. Like, you don't understand how weird the Moon Knight comics are. Like... Oh, yeah. What, what is, what's the... one of the What's the one of the famous uh, quotes? Like... Uh, Dracula! The, uh, where's my effing money? I need yeah. that to happen. I need that to happen in a movie. He goes down a staircase looking for the actual comic book Dracula because Dracula owes him money. Now, as a Horror Nights fan, as I'm... Where is it? As I'm wearing my my Horror Nights shirt, someone on Twitter like made this whole deal about 
When you go through the Universal Monsters house last year, when you get to the Dracula part, you gotta ask him for your money. And, like, it became this big thing, and I always wondered, where does that come from? And I finally saw that it was on Moon Knight. I was just like, I'm sold. I need Moon Knight now. <laughs> I was just like, even, like, the the frame the the comic book frame I've seen thrown around on on the on the on the webs on the internets um, a lot lately is him just going go random crap and like throwing literally just a bunch of random things and it's it's the best I just I can't wait and you know if anybody was to be involved in this project to give me some kind of faith in it it's going to be Oscar so regardless if the story or whatever is good or bad. I know that Moon Knight himself will be peak. Also, can we agree that white is very hard to do for a superhero costume, but Moon Knight has one of yes. the best costumes ever? Moon Knight is uh-huh. awesome. Yes, it's super cool, dude. I mean, even the picture you got uh, got down there for him is just... <laughs> is he, he's just a, such a cool-looking character. It's because Oscar Isaac's a sexy man. Yes, he is. So uh, now from uh, the fun stuff to something confusing at most. I genuinely do not understand this at all. Like, what the heck? So we know right now they're doing the Zack Snyder Justice League reshoots. I have no issues with that. I think any major movie has reshoots. Um, What is so bizarre to me is for these reshoots... Zack Snyder is bringing back Jared Leto's Joker, one of the single most hated comic book characters of all time. I'm I want to say this is just a small cameo that might explain like the death of the Robin thing, because Zack Snyder has said that in passing that they wanted to do a quick little explanation in Justice League as to what happened with Dick Grayson's Robin, because. We can't have nice things in the Snyderverse. Breathe. You got Uncharted news to balance you out. Um, <laughs> it's still just why you have literally the temp, the easiest template to just go. Yeah, it was Jason, but they had to go make a dick. And maybe this movie was going to explain that in a already clearly bloated Justice League movie. Um, yeah. I do have a very yeah. worse fear that we'll go into, but. Um, Josh, you see that the worst Joker of all time, I will not apologize for that opinion, you see that the worst Joker of all time is coming back to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Thoughts? Um, sure. Okay. I don't know. I, I think the best thing that this, uh, this does is that, you know how we're allegedly Flashpoint is going to get rid of the Snyderverse or whatever. Um, so if anything, that would confirm that Leto's Joker is a part of the Snyderverse and that with the Snyderverse being, you know, dissip- you know dissipated in uh, Flashpoint, then we won't ever have to be like, oh, he's coming back. <laughs> Which again, I, I agree. Like, I don't understand I don't understand his place because so you're telling me, okay. And follow me here. Right. So you're telling me we've got cyborg. We've got flash. We've got Batman, wonder woman. We're a resurrected Superman. 
um, there's been rumors of Green Lantern. We're, Which we're, we're getting, okay, for some reason yeah, people are a whole nother, Hold on, let me. There's a whole as a whole another can of worms. We've got um, the Green Lantern, hold young Apocalypse, young Dark Side. The Green Lantern and, thing, really quick though. Some people are going. Apparently, they're having discussions with Ryan Reynolds to come back. Zack Snyder wants Ryan Reynolds to come back, but Warner Brothers doesn't want him. First of all, do you guys honestly believe that? Like, I'll be the first to admit if I'm wrong. I don't think in a million years Zack Snyder wants Ryan Reynolds to be Green Lantern. And no, and it's not Ryan Reynolds, like, being a bad choice or anything. It's just, I think Zack Snyder wants his own stamp and seal of this is mine, not... For better or for worse, Zack Snyder has created his own universe. I don't see him roping in some separate universe to his and going, yeah, this was part of my universe the whole time. Because tonally and visually, Green Lantern from Ryan Reynolds is so drastically different than both Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman and his incarnation of Justice League. I think we are getting a Green Lantern in this movie. I just highly doubt it's Ryan Reynolds because it would make no sense whatsoever. But going yeah. going back to so, all the new additions you've got with Urxus. Yeah. So so we've got all those characters. So and a young dark side and which is which should I'm using all these air quotes here um, should mean that Stefan Wolf isn't around. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, and then Joker's gonna be in this. Why are you, are you really? So the only benefit that I see, and this is going to show my bias a little bit. The only benefit I can see of Zack Snyder being like, no, Dick's the one that's, that's dead. Is that at least now Zack hasn't ruined two very like, like high level storytelling um, you know, arcs that we have. At least now we still have the Jason arc. So, which I mm. uh, almost brought put it in a news topic, but we've got so much other stuff to talk about. Uh, we got our first concept art for Red Hood and Titan season three, to which I'm just going, um, but guys, he's not dead yet. Um, okay, is there going to be a time jump at all? This this is bizarre. Um, yeah, I think this is super weird. It's not like the character was very well received so maybe this is Zack Snyder going okay here's the shot of redemption uh it's also Zack Snyder and David Ayer were clearly more on the same page like they've they've gone back and forth on Twitter of just like we between the two of us David Ayer is aware and was playing in part to the Snyderverse like what Suicide Squad was supposed to be fit more in line with the Snyderverse of like yeah um the original monster had something to do with the mother boxes that would have set up been furthering the story for justice league. Um, and David Ayer himself has said that it was supposed to be Dick and not Jason, which I still do not get. I hope this is just a small cameo. I don't think these reshoots will go on for a very long time, maybe two or three weeks. My worry though, is I don't think this will happen, but the fear will never fully be gone from my mind. So Zack Snyder has said before that his long-term plan, like just like two and then three, was Lois dies, and that causes Superman, with the anti-life equation, to become the evil dictator that we saw in the nightmare scene in Batman vs. Superman, and that's why Flash goes back in time to um, 
basically undo everything and then at the end batman sacrifices himself redeeming himself for being the mass murderer that he was in batman versus superman my worry here and i don't think this will happen i'm very much worried that he will try and tease that and try and keep his hope alive and joker's here to kill lois i'm worried that we're going to have an injustice situation because the justice league sequels that we were going to get with Zack snyder's original story leans very heavily into injustice which i really like the first injustice but i don't like the second one because you don't have a choice in your characters at least with the first injustice you had the good realm and the bad earth like the bad planet and the good earth one so you still had your good superman your good batman your good everybody whereas in injustice 2 and in snyder's verse you're stuck with these characters that you don't really recognize and i don't get Snyder's insistence of Superman must be complex or evil in order to work like I get that his original plan was we need to make our 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 end goal is Superman that everyone knows and loves and recognizes from the Christopher Reeves movies and then immediately turn him into a murderer again like I'm I'm maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion but I do worry that he's bringing back Joker just to try and set up a sequel, in which case Joker will kill Lois and Batman won't be able to stop jo- uh, Superman from becoming the evil dictator that we know he was supposed to be in the original versions. Yeah, I... It just doesn't make sense to me. I I just don't understand, you know? Like, it was just... in. Even like the extended edition of the director's cut or whatever of Suicide Squad with all the extra footage of Leto is not that much different. I it's just not a good Joker. Uh, there's moment. There's definitely moments that I like, but overall, it's just not a it's not a good Joker. And even with your story, like the thing, I hope that doesn't happen because it'd be terror. Like it, that's not a good. Well. <laughs> My big concern more than anything else, and I do worry about this, is we know the villain is Steppenwolf. No matter how many times we'll be like, Darkseid's in this, Darkseid's in this. Yeah, Thanos is technically in the first Avengers movie. Doesn't mean he played a very big part in it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I think people will be disappointed by how much Darkseid there is. There'll be Darkseid in that flashback scene that was Steppenwolf in the Joss Whedon version. He's going to be there for a flashback scene, and then he'll be there at the end when Steppenwolf gets beheaded. I think that's about the extent of it. I'm just looking at this going, this is a Justice League movie with aliens as our threat with Steppenwolf and the Parademons. How does Joker even fit into this? And some people are like, Joker will be like the Earth henchman for Steppenwolf. I'm like, why? That I don't think that was part of the original story at all. Like, we're getting further and further away from this was my what my original vision was to... It's like you gave him an inch, now he he's taking a mile, basically, of like... I don't think this was your original vision anymore. Like, cool, Snyder, that you get to finish what you started. And maybe this is just him trying to... Knowing that he's not getting another DC movie and tying up any available loose ends. And that's why this is four hours. It's like a big, I need to wrap everything up. But I don't know. I think Warner Brothers likes money too much. And I I do get worried. Um... More than anything, I think I'd be much more okay with Zack Snyder as a whole 
it wasn't that's just the toxic fan base that surrounds the Snyder Cut, and they'll be like, well, we were bullied for so long. You guys aren't particularly nice about your movie or the theatrical release version of Justice League. Like, we get it. Bad things happen to Snyder, and it's it's very unfortunate, everything that happened in his own personal life. But that gives you no right to bully the people that do like the movie. It's not perfect, but some people might like it. Um, like, Snyder Cut fans, just in general, the ones that I've seen are just bullies that only see things one specific way. Like, the same fans that hated Jared Leto's Joker now, but no, before, going, oh, it's so great that he's coming back. Like, the people that are so excited that Green Lantern is coming back now, they're it's like, wait, if Zack Snyder wasn't involved, you would say this is a desperate move from, yeah. from Warner Brothers to bring back... <sighs> a, you guys didn't even like Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. And you still bash it to this day, but yet because Zack Snyder's name is attached to it, y'all are excited for it. And I don't get that. I really don't. Like, I've defended Green Lantern before. It's not a great movie, but Ryan Rollins is one of the few good things about it. That being said, I don't want him back because it wouldn't fit with Snyder. Snyder, be consistent, if nothing else. But it's just, it's just this, the Snyder cut as a whole has just created this awful divide between comic book fans. And I... I want there to be more peace, but I just don't see it because it almost seems like every time things kind of quiet down a little bit, Zack Snyder just takes out lighter fluid and just dumps it onto the pile just to yeah. just to spe- see the sparks fly, and it gets annoying after a while. Yeah. It's just, uh, and it's like, that's not even to mention the fact that Ryan Reynolds hates that movie. Yeah, I don't see he, him coming back. Like, he's not coming back, bro. Like, get out of here. Can we please finally talk about Raya? Which also, off the top, I have to apologize because I thought it was going to be pronounced Raya, but um, I think Disney's done with Rays for a while. So, uh, what Josh is talking about is the latest Disney Pixar trailer for a movie called Raya and the Last Dragon, a.k.a. Disney finally learns that Kung Fu Panda was financially successful. And they want to replicate it because, holy crap, this movie looks good. But also, it kind of looks like Disney's just going, okay, Avatar The Last Airbender, Kung Fu Panda, and some other stuff. Let's just throw them together, and it looks good. It, it does look good, but it doesn't necessarily look the most original. Um, yeah. <laughs> it looks good, but I won't say it's the most original looking. That being said, I want to see it very badly. Oh, yeah. Just even, like, in the song of the trailer, I was very much like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling this. And you know me. Like, I love me some Kali sticks, man. She's, like, got those things going. And she's having – oh, it was great. I, I loved it. It was fun. I uh, I definitely think seeing the people that are like, oh, they're ripping off Avatar The Last Airbender is like, I see your point, but shut up. <laughs> like, be quiet. Like, there's it's, – it's, this kind of genre of film is you're going to be pulling from something. I mean, if anything, Disney is more copying, uh, copying, uh, Merida more than anything else. Eh, I don't know about or that. Or Brave, sorry, I guess is what that movie's called. <clears throat> we got to bring the tribes together. Yeah. I... That's brave, bro. That's brave with magic. I don't know what, the, I don't want, yeah, like. I don't know. I, it does look good. It just doesn't necessarily look yeah. the most original. Um, I won't necessarily say this is like the the redemption movie. 
at least for her. I think this hopefully will be the comeback in the eyes of the fans for Kelly Marie Tran, who's voicing Raya, because that poor girl was just bullied into oblivion for no fault of her own for playing Rose in Star Wars. It would say... Which I never got that. Like... like no, to be fair, Star Wars fans are just the worst. Same thing happened to Jake Lloyd for Phantom Menace. He basically almost yeah. never acted again after Jingle All the Way. Poor kid. Uh, Ahmad Best, who played Jar Jar, was suicidal for a lot of years because fans are so horrible to him. Uh, Tom uh, Hayden Christensen is only just now starting to get some fan love and appreciation. Star Wars fans are awful. And very few people, I think, got it as bad as Kelly Marie Tran. And I just felt so bad for her. I hated the character of Rose, but never once blamed her her for it like i hate ray i don't think that's jc ridley's fault at all that's the lack of planning um but also i felt like kelly marie trans character for rose it was a lose lose like characters people hate it in last jedi and then jj goes all right then we just won't have that much rose and people are going why does she only have 96 seconds of screen time maybe because y'all hated her in the last movie um, yeah, but it's not like, her fault. She seems like a very pleasant young woman who just needs another chance. Not she doesn't need another chance. She was great. It's I think we need to see her in something else. If that makes sense, like she did nothing yeah, wrong. She's like, got nothing to apologize for. But I think she's got a chip on her shoulder of I want to get this right to prove all the haters wrong because there's a lot of haters. Um We'll have her back on this one because she she got a lot of unjust hate. That was not her fault at all. Last Jedi, to me, has a lot of issues with it. Um, and I don't well, like the character of Rose, but that was not her fault in the slightest. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's like the Robert Pattinson scenario. Everyone's like, oh, the Twilight guy? Bro, have you been paying attention? Like, it's like Shia LaBeouf. Like, oh, man, he's just a druggie. And I'm like, bro, have you been paying attention? he's so good um so yeah i just it's redemption stories all around bro i i don't understand i this is like this is why i get more and more distanced from quote-unquote nerd culture um because i'm very much i feel like I'm a very accepting person and a very like, okay, I see what you guys were going for. Wasn't a fan, but I'm not going to like, bro, you should kill yourself. Blah, 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 blah. Like that doesn't like, come on, man. That's how is it? How is it that nerd culture got from the point of being the ones that were bullied in school to now being the literally the most toxic culture on the planet? I don't understand. And I just got really emotional about that. No, I, I'll back you I up just, on that one. It, that bothers me so much too. Of I, was the outsider when I was reading comic books, but now that all of a sudden it's popular and people want to exclude that club? No! If someone comes to me with a comic book question, I will never turn them away unless I don't know the answer. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not a Moon Knight expert. I don't really know who that is, but I'll look it up for you. I want yeah. more people in the nerd bubble because it's supposed to be welcoming. It's supposed to be fun. It's, it's where the losers go. We losers hang out together. Like, I care about Spider-Man because I know that and I grew up with that. I want more Spider-Man fans because it's supposed to be a warm welcome. It's it's so weird to me. Of the older I get, um, geeky fandom is just become more and more volatile. But you know who's welcoming is the horror community of all people. They're all just yeah. like, we love a good scary movie. You don't like it? That's cool, man. 
It's just it, yeah. It's just weird of like when I became a horror fan of just that's a much more welcoming environment than geek culture this day to these days, which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah. I will say the only part of the trailer that I was just like, eh, this trailer to me didn't feel Disney, except for the incessant need of we need a cute cuddly sidekick that we can market the crap out of at the Disney store. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> does she really need a little armadillo? I, I guess it's going to depend on how big the world is, because from all intents and purposes, it looks like this is going to be your journey. Now, nah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it, it looks cool. Um, I, You can say, oh, but it looks like just the Avatar, like the last airbender. And you know what? I'm going to say that that plays into its hand. I'm going to say that that's a good thing, bro. How much did you love Avatar The Last Airbender? Okay, cool. Let's yes. just add that love into here. I don't understand why we got to be – now I'm like <laughs> – now I'm on this tirade about like, why do we got to be so negative? Oh, my God. <laughs> so why you got to be so rude? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, she basically has an armadillo oppa. She does. And, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a that. Polar, a polar bear dog is super cool. That's why, like, I, I get – Korra is not as good as Avatar Last Airbender, but when you make some gold and you try to be like, oh, yeah, but here's this, you know, like, when you make, like, something incredible that will never be done again, and then you attach a name to it and be like, hey, this is in that same world, it's going to be really hard to really replicate that. And I hear you, there are parts of Korra that are not good, but... Like Korra herself. I can't, I can't sit here and be like, Oh, but this thing just looks exactly like something I already love. Shouldn't that be a good thing? Yeah. Like, I will say, in the animation, I think the part of the reason why it surprised me so much, it didn't feel like a Disney animation. It felt more like a DreamWorks animation. Yeah. Like, I was comparing it to Kung Fu Panda. It's just because DreamWorks animates their movies differently than Disney. This felt more like a DreamWorks animation. Like, the fluidity of the movement. Also, Disney's been reluctant for martial arts-related movies. That's mm-hmm. why I like Kung Fu Panda so much, because... They were, all three of them were sleeper hits that should not have been as good as they were. But the choreography and the movement was so gorgeous. And I feel I felt that a little bit in this trailer, which makes me just really, really excited for it, even if it does have an armadillo appa. And <laughs> not necessarily a bad thing. Um, yeah. Not as good as a man bear pig, but whatever. Uh, something, <laughs> something else I am excited for. We've known for a little bit. That we're getting a creep. <laughs> I broke Josh and the man bear pig. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Let's carry on. Carry on. Didn't expect a man bear pig reference in 2020, did yeah, you? Yeah, man. That was, uh, I haven't heard that reference in a while. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. Getting back on track to the non man bear pig related universe. Yeah, back um, uh, the Michael B. Jordan guy. Yeah, that guy. Yes, um, Michael B. Jordan, the star of Black Panther and the Creed series, um, we're getting Creed 3. We've known that for a little bit, but now it seems like Michael B. Jordan might be taking a more hands-on approach for this franchise as he hasn't signed on officially yet, but he's heavily in the consideration to not only star in Creed 3, but to direct it as well. I would not actually mind this in the slightest. Um, because Michael B. Jordan is, one, a phenomenal actor that is already attached to this franchise, starring in the first two, alongside of Sylvester Stallone, so you can kind of pick Sylvester Stallone's brain, who 
while Sylvester Stallone may have directed the worst of the Rocky movies, still has directed movies and kind of knows the art of filmmaking. Uh, but the other reason I'm excited for this is over the past few years, Michael B. Jordan has been taking on larger roles within Hollywood of not just actor, but he's producing the Static Shock movie like we talked about last week. He's beginning to diversify his portfolio of wearing different hats of trying different things and i think that's awesome i would very much like to see him as a director michael though if you are directing creed 3 please 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 i beg of you with everything that's in me please don't kill rocky like mickey died in creed 3 please don't kill rocky in creed 3 and like mickey died in rocky 3 please don't kill rocky in creed 3 i i don't know if i can emotionally handle that it's time. I, I'd rather just not have Rocky in this one. They finish up his story perfectly in Rocky 2. In Creed 2, I mean. Yeah, but like, they've been through so much now. Like, Rocky's not, it's not like they can just be like, yeah, Rocky doesn't, he's not talking to us anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you, because it. <coughs> Got the Rona. Well, yeah. Um, got the corona, my corona. Um, <laughs> um, but as much as I wouldn't, am not ready for Rocky to go. They've been through so much in the first two films. I, I don't think you can get him out of the picture without Rocky dying. I just think you don't do it with Rocky at all. I just think you do a new story and have a new villain. I know some people are just like, he should fight Clubber Lang's kid. No, that's a bad idea and you should be ashamed. That's a horrible idea. Like He should fight Mike, Mike Tyson. I, Mike Tyson's coming back. Have you seen that? Have see, you the seen thing the is, that would actually be a scary fight. Dude, he's scary right now. Mike Tyson like, bites, off, bites off one of Creed's ears. Do it. Write it. Let's go. I'm down. Like, why not? <laughs> I'll be ready to fight at Donneth Creed whenever he's ready to go. <laughs> like, I, I would. Oh man! I loved Creed two more than Creed one. I know that's in a minority, but that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm glad we're getting more Creed. I just hope we don't shoehorn in Rocky where he's not needed, or worse yet, kill him off. Um, if nothing else. Just provide us with new original villains. I didn't mind Drago. I loved what they did with not just Ivan Drago, but the entire Drago family for Creed 2. It was like a... It was kind of like a Cobra Kai effect of the villains that you know are not fully the villains that you think they are type of thing. And I would kind of always like that. But you're your own series now. Like, you're a successful spinoff series. You can make your own villains. Just make them more interesting than the villains in the first Creed. Because... Seriously... I genuinely don't remember who the villain or the opponent was in the first Creed movie. The villain in the it first was. the first Creed movie felt like the like the warm-up, the opening match of a pay-per-view because everyone knew that the next one was going to have Drago and everyone was ready for that fight instead. So this one was just like uh, he can't fight Drago on the first one because then we'd have no other ideas. Um, some dude that he went to the same gym with that he really doesn't have any fight connection with. Um, no, sure. No, no, no. He was, um, it was the, uh, 
uh, the, the guy from the UK that was getting ready to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no like there's the guy no that beef punched between the guy them. from his old gym. Yeah, there's no beef there though. Like all the Rocky no, movies, no, I agree. At, except for the first Rocky movie, which was all about his one and only shot. And I guess that makes sense for Creed because it's his big break in boxing. But give us some more beef there. Like give us like an actual heated rivalry. Maybe it's like a retirement match, like a Rocky three situation. Although Creed two borrowed quite a bit from Rocky three and four. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Um, but yeah, I'm down for any more Creed movies. I, I love the franchise. I love the Rocky movies as a whole. Um, but yeah, please just, just don't kill Rocky. Everyone else has died. We've lost Adrian. We've lost. Kill Rocky, kill Rocky, kill Rocky, kill Rocky. I'm gonna write a petition. No, I'm not. Cause you, that, you got uh, problems, that, man. Yeah. That sounds really morbid. Uh, real good reminder real quick. Um, I'll, let's tie this in to our sponsor this week okay i got you i got you bro because i i have my phone up on the screen for for the notes and i this episode is brought to you in part by disney plus friendly reminder the mandalorian season two debuts in three days probably sooner because this episode will debut you know what i don't need your sass it'll debut in two days (laughs) also this episode could also be sponsored by Shudder, where you can watch all the movie monsters that you want. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some movie monsters, bro. So, yeah, this week, in honor of our final week of spoopy season, because it's been one of the scariest seasons we've had in a very long time, for better or for worse, we figured, let's talk about movie monsters. Um, we're limiting our list to ten, but that by no means means that these are, like, the ten best movie monsters. It's just kind of the ones that we have the most emotional connection to more than anything else um so these are like our favorites but i don't necessarily have them in any order except for like my number one and number two maybe everything else is just kind of there we also tried to get a at least for me i tried to get a good variety of eras of not like a whole bunch of modern stuff but modern um old school really old school like i got some 80 slashers i got some classic black and whites but i still have some modern day i kind of tried to i don't know about you josh but i tried to put in some various factors of like scare factor uniqueness overall design and aesthetic um how frequently they show up case in point um i know a lot of people want to talk about like bela lugosi's dracula um he will never be on any of my like favorites list because one i like other universal monsters more but two he only made two appearances as dracula people like he didn't stick around for any of these sequels he's only ever in the first dracula and then abbott and costello meet frankenstein which admittedly is awesome and really really funny um but like boris karloff's frankenstein's monster because josh is here and would get mad if i said it incorrectly here um, yes, I which to be fair he's not even called frankenstein's monster in the credits he's actually listed as the monster i have the monster boris karloff's frankenstein's monster on my list because he re- appeared so many times and he's so synonymous with it like when you think frankenstein's monster you think the boris karloff version not you know like a aaron eckhart or something um Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> uh, I also have him on my list just because more than any, 
looking at my list, yeah, more than anybody else by far. Um, I'm just, I'm going to get tired of saying it. I'm just going to call it The Monster because Josh will kill me if I just call it Frankenstein. The Monster. right. <laughs> the Monster, unlike anything else on my list or any other movie, Monster generates some tremendous sympathy. Um, I know going into it, people were saying, oh, yeah, you feel really bad for the monster. It's just like, sure, I don't know if I will or not. When I see them, the monster is innocent through most of this. Sure, yeah. he accidentally kills a girl, but um, he just thought girls were like flowers and they can float. Uh, which I still think that's funny that that scene got banned for so many years because people were like, oh, a child dies. You don't see anything on screen. And also, like... <laughs> We see much worse things today. Um, but it's not until Bride of Frankenstein that he really becomes the sympathetic character of when he meets, I think it's the priest character, and they have uh, a meal together, and the priest is blind, so he can't see what Frankenstein truly is. The monster, sorry. Um, I don't care. Dude, at this point, just to, just call it what you need to. Because we know what it is. Because <laughs> they never actually ever call him Adam, ever. In the movies, yeah. because that's his name in the book, but the book is so radically different. It's more of a philosophical piece. Uh, when he's having dinner with the priest character, you generally feel bad for him because, yes, he's killed some people, but now he's just like, you are kind to me. I will be kind to you. And the, the priest has to be, like, ripped away by villagers going, he's bad, he's bad. And the priest is just like, he did nothing to me. He was fine. Why are you guys mad at him? It's a lesson in... Sometimes the monsters out there are ones that we create by how we treat other people, and I'm sure that was an intentional. Also, I'm sure the movie got a lot of flack back in its day because it kind of is a little on the nose in its religious undertones. They mm -hmm. straight up almost crucify Frankenstein at one point. I'm going, oh, yeah, I'm sure everyone was totally fine with that back in the 30s and 40s because <laughs> they were so much more religiously loose back then. Yeah. So I'm going to drop a couple here because um, there's quite a few on this list. I think the movies that they're in are good or okay. And I enjoy the design of the monster for one reason or another. Um, <clears throat> shout out real quick. If you haven't watched Lovecraft Country, um, they do in like the opening scene. And yeah, it's not in the actual show. Don't let the marketing materials lie to you um they do a cthulhu in the opening um shot opening scene um it has nothing to do with the show unfortunately um well it does but it doesn't anyway but it's beautifully designed and it's one of the one of those things that's like put some stuff in the in my brain of like oh why can't we do well, what's up this is blah, blah. anyway um so we're gonna start off nice and hot with some tremor worms <laughs> really yeah I was not expecting that. Let's go, bro. Like, come on. Prehistoric worms that have been woken up and destroying everything. Now, the movies they're in, eh, okay. <laughs> but, speaking of which, I love the idea. I think two is really good. Um, speaking of tremors, I was out at Walmart recently looking at the, um, the DVD shelf. I swear a new Tremors just came out this week so it's funny that it's on your list it's probably like tremor <laughs> seven or eight it. at this point i wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it at all man i mean they're cheap movies to make do we think that there's more tremors or do we think that there's more like placid movies um i'm gonna go with tremors 
Maybe, but Lake Placid think, also has. Bro, and honestly, if I'm honest with you, I think Tremors is better purely for the existence of Kevin Bacon <laughs> in the first one. But Lake Placid has Brendan Gleeson, and they crossed over with the Anaconda franchise. That's a weird bit of trivia you got there, bud. Um, Not that I'm watching any movie called Anaconda. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so, the next thing I want to mention. Uh oh. I know I'm going to catch some flack for. That's never but a good I way need to start you to this. know that I understand that the movie that these monsters are in is absolute garbage. Killer Clowns? A, a fan film is better than, could be could be done better than this movie. But the... The Beavers from Zombiever <laughs> crack me up. And I love them so much because they are <laughs> obvious hand puppets. And it's one of my, like... I just... Anytime we talk about movie monsters, I have to bring them up because bro somebody made a specific decision to be like yo our movie's about zombie beavers attacking a bunch of kids in a a cabin how do we want to create these um well we could do cgi birdemic's got that covered well we could do some pretty decent uh, practical effects Uh, a little tight on the budget how about hand puppets hand puppets let's do it (laughs) like Bro, like there's times you can actually see the arm, it, like it's it's just so bad. But I love the idea of zombie beers. <laughs> oh. oh man! If oh. I had thirty years to guess what you were gonna say, I would still not guess zombievers, which Bro. I'm pretty sure only exist. <laughs> For the admittedly awesome pun that they create with a name like Zombievers. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, that's the only reason. Have you ever seen it? No. <laughs> bro! I like Campy Horror. Yourself. Treat yourself, bro. Where can I even find it? I don't know. Probably Netflix or Shudder. I don't know. <laughs> oh, bro. It used to be on Netflix for a long time, but um, Netflix's I don't know. Netflix's selection is terrible. Now. It's absolute garbage. I won't even lie to you. Like the care, the, all the the actual um, human characters are the most unlikable, ungenuine. I want. I at a certain point, I know the zom the zombievers are the villain, but I'm I want to see how they eat these children. Anyway, um, <laughs> Josh should not be a parent anytime soon. Oh man. <laughs> All right, bud. Hit me with one. Hit me with one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, I promise those are the last joke ones I have. Well, it's. I'm glad you said joke because I have one that I won't necessarily call him a joke character, but I would say that he clowns around with you. Not one, but two incarnations of Pennywise. The reason why I have Pennywise on here is he never necessarily creeps me out. But he's the only one on my list that I can think of that has not one but two actually incredible incarnations. Typically, when a character gets shown repeatedly, there's one version that's better than anything else. Boris Karloff as uh, Frankenstein, somebody else later as... Um, But Pennywise, 
whether you're a Tim Curry person or a Bill Skarsgård person, you just come out a winner, really. Um, like the original It series is just kind of okay, but give me all the Tim Curry scenes you have. I know what I'm about, son, to quote Ron Swanson, because <laughs> Tim Curry is giving 180% in that movie. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? Well, better let him out. Ha ha, ha ha. It's just great and then on the flip side you have the actually terrifying bill skarsgård in significantly better movies at least the first one the second one is utter garbage i hate the second one i broke josh again dang it (laughs) well because now i'm picturing instead of tim curry there's you going (laughs) yeah prince albert again better than about and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh right continue yes i agree that the second one the second remake of it of it is sorry the second in the remake series is garbage because the first one it, the first one it is bill scarzard's performance is incredible and also like, he never tries to be tim curry which is the best yes thing about which is super important when you're doing a character like that it's like different incarnations of the Joker. There's different facets you can grab onto. Mark Hamill does not feel the same way as Jack Nicholson, which doesn't feel the same way as Heath Ledger, which doesn't feel the same way as Dumpster Fire, um, who has no name. Um, but I like both incarnations. Whether their actual incarnations were necessarily the most quality is up for debate, but they're the best things about their respective series easily. And also... You get not one but two good versions of them. And what other horror franchise can you say that about? Yeah, true. Um, so let me ask you this, because I have an obvious bias, but do you, if we're only talking about the first one, as far as the Bill Skarsgård series, do you have a preference on Bill over, or, or Tim? It depends on what you want from Pennywise. Uh, I think it was Nostalgia Critic that had a really good point on this of, Tim Curry is better at the deception of kids will easily fall for the trap that is Tim Curry's Pennywise, which was the whole point of Pennywise. He's supposed to be a disarming clown. Bill Skarsgård is terrifying off the bat. No kid is going to come even close to that because he's terrifying, whereas Tim Curry has more of that. I'm actually a clown trying to be funny while also killing you. Um, Mm -hmm. Scare factor, easily Skarsgård overall personality and just cheesy eating the entire scenery tim curry and i think for that i lean a little bit more towards curry just because there's more dimensions to the character i think of tricking the kids being like oh i'm i'm nice um well who's the kid that gets his arm eaten off at the beginning um georgie uh, like, he's nice to Georgie before devouring his arm. Whereas in the Skarsgård version, no kid is going to talk to a creepy clown that looks like that in the middle of a sewer. No thank you. Um, well, okay, I would almost argue, and this is, again, this is super, like, I, I can take it or leave it. Like, I I personally didn't, and this is what I'm finding I find, I realize every time we get to this season of Spooky Spooky, um, there's a lot of nostalgia when it comes to Hall- movies 
to horror movies. Hocus Pocus. A lot of nostalgia. Um, Hocus Pocus. And, yeah, don't get me started. Uh, But I find, and maybe this is, I I, I, I like Tim Curry's performance, but because it's placed in the show or the little miniseries that it is, I'm not that big of a fan of it. I think I, that's uh, why I like Tim Curry's is he's the diamond in the rough. Easily the fair, remake. That's fair. The remake is significantly better. I like the new it better than the old one, but Curry more than Skarsgård because he, I think because the rest of the show is so bland, he stands out more where Skarsgård is creepy clown and that's kind of his thing. True. I mean, it's hard to not be creeped out by Skarsgård, man. You got even it's Bill Hader. True. <laughs> like. He doesn't even need makeup to look creepy. Yes. Um, so I'm going to bring up some aliens, which we uh, decided was going to Kay. quantify. Because I have one too. Yes. Uh, so I juggled because we are kind of leaning more towards the horror side of things. I did. I was like, hey, man, let's maybe not do Edge of Tomorrow aliens, even though they're beautiful and very well created and terrifying at certain moments. However, let's talk about the aliens in a quiet place. That's not the route I thought you were going for. And I'm fine with wow, that. Wow, okay. Um, I mean, there's a certain alien on this list later, but... Okay, okay. And yeah. I'll save my <laughs> alien for later, too. Yeah. But no, it was like, because that, that a quiet place is literally why I asked. Because it was like, thing never comes off as like... Ooh, it's an alien. You know what I mean? Like it's never come it never comes off that way. Um, whereas it's confirmed in a quiet place that these guys are like these things are aliens. Well, They're not from our world. The thing it is confirmed to be an alien. Oh no, it is. I know. It is. I, I don't think they ever It's literally called a it's thing from another world. Once or twice or something like that. Yeah, it's but it it at no point like if you just watched the movie and they never said it, you wouldn't assume you wouldn't be like, oh, hey, or it'd be one of those like, oh, well, maybe it's just one of them creatures that we uh, that live in the Antarctic. Ooh, I don't know. Um, but uh, what creatures like that live in the Antarctic? Let's not ask. Let's just not ask about it. Um, <laughs> um, that's my unassuming audience member voice, I guess. Uh, anyway, do you want to talk about places <laughs> as I'm falling apart over here? Sure. Josh just had so much giggle juice tonight, apparently. Um, yeah. A Quiet Place, I don't... I thought about putting them on there, but to me, like, the focus is never on them. It's all about the family. Um, I think fair. the design feels... Old, to me, It it's fine. It feels a little too Cloverfield meets uh, Stranger Things for me. Of, okay. like, a larger version of a Demogorgon, basically. Anyway, it's fine. It's properly gross when you see it at the end and they shotgun its face off which is fantastic um it's just fine however i do actually have the thing on my list yeah let's talk about it um and i i'm in the minority here i don't think it's necessarily the best movie but i don't even mind the thing uh 2011 the prequel with maybe i'm just biased because i love joel edgerton so much and he can do no wrong um, and Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's great too. Um, but obviously we're talking about, I almost said the original, uh, but it is not the original. John Carpenter's The Thing, because he 
remade it off of uh howard hawks's the thing from outer space um or think from another world i forget the proper title um but i like it because it does this like a good movie monster kind of like has you looking over your shoulder this one is like look at the person next to you more than anything else do you trust them the thing creates this like paranoia within the group it's like among us before anything else oh gosh if there was a the thing skin for among us i might actually play that game then um wait are you not playing among us no i watch other people play it i mean that's fair i i i play we get the family on like once every couple weeks we get everybody on and we have a, like a skype call and it's like it's a lot of fun to accuse it's a lot of fun to kill your mom anyway no, um no offense but i don't think i want to play with the johnson family um in among us <laughs> we're uh we're pretty brutal yeah <laughs> yeah um uh, but the also- funniest thing that's happened so far with that uh is i accidentally had my volume on and um i was imposter and luke was sitting on the end, other end of the couch than me and he heard me kill somebody he was like oh yeah i was like <laughs> 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 the other reason i have the thing on here is because um once we actually see what it is, yes. that is some of the best physical and practical special effects you can do. Like with the defibrillator scene, I'm kind of not gonna go into graphic detail for those that don't know, but the defibrillator scene. Oh no, no, thank you, no, thank you. Uh, just no. It just looks gross and over the top. Um, it's so unique. It's more unique than almost any other design that we talked about here. And the mastery that went into special effects for it are just almost unparalleled to this day. And they almost had them in the prequels. They actually made physical stuff, but it got overruled at the last second with CGI. Um, you can still see some behind-the-scenes stuff of them making it with practical. Um, just the practical effects involved for the thing almost single-handedly put on this list. But in the hands of master director John Carpenter, it just elevates it that much more. And let's just say... This is not the last Carpenter entry on my list, at least. Truth, my man. Um, what else you got going? What else you got? I got one that's just for us, Josh. Just just okay. for us. Because I completely didn't know how to spell it, but I know how to say the name. Bagul. From Sinister. <gasps> oh dude why did i forget maybe because i classified him as a demon that's still a Wait, monster do demons count yeah i i said any form of like a oh, monster oh no, my list would look so much different i wasted picks on zombievers no! <laughs> <laughs> okay then this could this can be a shared pick then Tell, okay, Josh, I'm okay with that. Josh, tell us about the man. I need to man... watch Sinister this year. I haven't watched it in so long. Tell us about the man that haunted our nightmares. Tell oh, us. Man. Tell us about the man that haunted our nightmares and made you beat the crap out of one of our friends. Yeah. I, that was, I was joking with Luke. I was like, now now we can actually watch scary movies. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super down. I was like, cool. So I'm going to start you off with Sinister, which uh, literally, <gasps> no! <laughs> literally made me cry. No. no. But, what you need to do, what you need to do is it was a joke, but at the same time, I'm what you down. need to do is when he is home alone, have him watch the strangers by himself. <gasps> no. And then, oh, and then you knock on the windows. Nah. Okay. I'm not, I don't want to prank him. Okay. I'm trying to like 
show how wonderful this art is. I'm not trying to act like I figure the art will scare him. I don't need to. My life is scary enough. If you look it in the face. Um, yeah, he's seen know. the top of your head. Huh? Nothing. Uh huh. But yeah, no, I, I think the thing that does it for me is, um, the breath of relief you can give, um, when it's daytime, even though there's something in the back of your head, like, Something's still going on during the day, but I can't place it. Um, he's creepy. The way that he connects with the kids is terrifying. Um, I'm down with his design all the way up until the needless jump scare at the end. Yeah, I don't um, like that one either. That's the, literally the only thing I hate about it. Because um, we, we don't need it. Nope. And you can almost see it coming. I mean, if you see, if you watch horror movies, you can see it coming. But like, I love the, I love the design of him. I love the just his connection to that world. And we didn't need a Sinister Two, but it happened. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you? What you got on? What, what What do you? How do you? How does Sinister make you feel, Nathan? Um, I love his design more than anything else. It's simple, but it's creepy. Of like human features but the face just there's features missing that just throw you off with the long black coat the long greasy um seth rollins hair um it's just creepy also sinister is another one that has great practical effects um and those home videos just terrify us but but ghoul the main creature is so creepy because he's like a Michael Myers figure of he can be anywhere in the movie because he's got such a simple design he can hide in the background so easily that when something moves in the background, like the, uh, was it the computer monitor or something? (laughs) Like, eh, the design is wonderful. Uh, It's creepy, unsettling. Really, really works for the movie. Um, Now, I have a newer move, new newer movie it's 13 years old now um that's a movie monster but he's the baby yoda of horror if we're being completely honest and by that i'm of course referring to sam from trick-or-treat okay not Uh, where i thought you were going movie monsters don't necessarily have to be evil sam is good depending on you as a person uh, if you follow the three rules, you should not have to fear Sam whatsoever. Always check your candy. Never blow out a pumpkin before Halloween and always wear a costume. If you follow those three rules, you have nothing to fear with Sam. Because Sam is kind of like the Santa Claus of Halloween. Of like making sure people follow the Halloween rules well, also, he's definitely a monster because he's clearly not human. hes They never really specify what he is. Whether he's like a creepy demon or an alien or a little... He's basically a little big planet if it was evil. Because um, he's Sackboy. Um, he's also like the easiest costume for kids in the world. And I've seen way too many Sam costumes. But he's so uniquely different of his design, his characterizations the fact that he actually really isn't evil he's just the halloween spirit enforcer basically 
Nice. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. It's so different because it's not one linear story. It's five mini stories interwoven together. Mm -hmm. With him at the center. Cool, man. It's so good. Okay, we're about halfway done with my list, I think. Yep. Yeah, about same over here, man. Um, <clears throat> Jeepers, creepers, what you gonna do to peepers? So, Jeepers, creepers. I want to put that one on the list. I really do. I really want to put that one on the list. But ever since I found out about the director, it's really, really hard for me to go back to watch Jeepers, Creepers. Fair. I'm with you. I understand. Um, however, I will never forget the feeling that you and I both had when we watched the movie for the first time and they run it over with the car and there's wings. And both of us went, wait, what? Yep. The Jeepers Creeper is like an onion. He's got layers. And as the movie progresses, you just, you peel back the layers and just go, what? Ah, ah. And it just gets weirder and weirder. He's got a cellar of people and he's got wings and he steals Justin Long's belly button. No, he leaves the belly button. No, he turns that into a throwing star. He leaves the tattoo. That's what it is. Anyway, um, and which is, we'll never forget about that tattoo. I unfortunately have seen all three of them because the third one is awful. Um, And I don't know if they'll make another one. And I would be okay if they don't make another one because Victor Salva, the director, I have no sympathy or remorse for you whatsoever. And I hope you never make another movie whatsoever. You are a horrible person and a horrible human Mm -hmm. being, um, which I really want to go back and revisit the first Jeepers Creeper because I like it so much. It's just that knowledge like i was yeah. so naive when i saw the first two jeepers creepers i was just like i i like these these are good and then i heard a whole bunch of people not happy about them i was just oblivious to it so when i found out what the director is not accused of but actually charged and guilty of i was just like oh yeah i don't know if i could support these it's, it's just like I like the creeper design so much. He's so unique yeah. and different. He's like if the Undertaker was dipped in. I, I don't know. Like if the Undertaker got stuck in the chamber from the fly and merged it with some creepy monster. Yeah, it's I, I love that. The thing I do like about it is that. You can't pin it. You can't be, I mean, <laughs> you can in the second one. Anyway, um, but at no point can you be like, well, that's clearly a demon or that's clearly an alien or, you know, that's a freak of nature or whatever. You, there, it could be anything. And I, I think that's that adds to the mystique of it. Um, it's unfortunate about the director because I do like the movie a lot. And I would love to watch it again, but also I don't want to support the work of people that do those kinds of things. So it's like, it's, it's a tough thing, dude. So let's, let's just move on. And that's fine. I think I, I, it's, we can say we love the creeper design. Yes. And the the character itself, like the actor is the same actor in all three movies and he's wonderful. Yes. We can say in, although three is weird and not good, I liked what I think you and I both said. We liked what they did with his van. His van was really cool. And I will say, um, it was cool of them. Spoiler alert for those that care. 
I thought it was cool. While I hate Jeepers Creepers 3, I like the plot twist at the end that it takes place before 2. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh! It literally leads right into 2. Yeah, like, does this mean I have to rewatch it and understand what the heck was going on? I hope not. Because, um, yeah, like, the only thing I remember about 2 was the bus. And they're just like, here's the bus from 2. I was like, oh! Also, I'm not happy with 3 because at the end it teases the movie that 3 should have been. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I done bam bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like I know how you feel about my next one. Um, but I kind of want to talk about the Babadook. Okay. I love the movie. I just don't know if I would put the monster itself on my I list. I like that at times overly simple design of it. Um, and this is hard because I think, Babadook is one of those creatures that doesn't work unless it's in that movie. I I don't think at uh, any point. I think there's another movie. I think there's another movie that he could work. The Conjuring. Oh yeah. I think he could work in The Conjuring. Fair enough. That design I think Fair is enough. very Conjuring-ish. Okay. Okay. I I I I think the the point I was leading to though is I think because of the simplicity yet complex nature of the storytelling in that film. I think his design works very well in that it's overly simple. Sometimes it doesn't look real. Sometimes it does look like a figment of the character's imagination. And, and there's reasons for that. So I, while I do see, I see people be like, well, it looks like did it, they didn't even put any effort into the monster, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, is the monster ever really there? And then, but then, then you're going to have the conversation about her feeling the dog and all this other stuff. But yeah. It's like, well, I think the reason it's not on my list is, the physical manifestation of the monster is not really the monster that we think it is. It's hard not to go into spoilers here, but basically the Babadook, if you saw the trailer, you might expect something from the movie, the Babadook. I say, if you're going to watch the Babadook, which I recommend a lot of people will see, it's fantastic, but don't watch any trailers because I think the movie was drastically mismarketed. Of mm-hmm. this monster stalks this family like the Babadook spirit is summoned by a kid reading a book which is not the movie at all it's something mm-hmm. very very different uh, Hereditary had the same issues of being drastically mismarketed uh, it's great but it is not the movie that people thought it was and so people will naturally didn't respond too well to it if you tell people ahead of time what the movie is going to be like I think people respond a lot better to it it's mm-hmm. it's those expectations going into it um i like the design of the babadook but i think it's not on my list because he's not the main threat so to speak yes he's that's fair he's representative of something else without giving too yeah. much away i think the best analogy is the babadook is akin to the dementors from harry potter Okay. If you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know what both of them are supposed to represent, then it makes sense. Except the Dementors are real. Um, maybe. Yeah, that's a hard. Maybe. Yeah, and especially after watching Babadook, that's a hard conversation to have, given the events in which the quote unquote the Babadook causes. Um, because I don't remember how much you remember about the movie, but it's 
there's some like really sketch stuff that mm-hmm. she does that the quote unquote Babadook makes her do. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Maybe that's just furthering the discussion of the, the movie's about guilt, guys. The movie's about this uh, the stages of guilt, not uh, grief. Sorry, yeah, grief, not guilt. Um, it's about the stages of grief. Okay, um, maybe that's just saying how bad it can get. But at the same time, I don't. If grief is making you kill your dog, I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, I agree. I think. It might work in the Conjuring universe, maybe. I actually kind of want to see that now. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and it would be Blumhouse, wouldn't it? Uh, no, I thought it was A24 that did Babadook. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but like I'm saying, the Conjuring universe. Yeah, that. Uh, no, that's not. That's Warner Brothers. That's not Blumhouse. That's um. That's Insidious. Is I think Blumhouse. Yeah. Um, you said you what had. You said you had an alien on your list. What alien do you have? Oh, we, it was Thing, the Thing. We, oh, we did you? About. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say a Xenomorph. Like an act, I thought you were going to say The Alien. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because See, okay, I don't. The thing I um, I tried to do is try to stick strictly to horror movies. And the first I would alien, consider the first alien is, to be more of a sci-fi the first alien than, is a, horror. That, yeah, than a horror movie. The first one's horror, though. Uh See, I guess, sure, like a sci-fi horror. I was kind of hoping you had Alien on your list because my monster could could and has kicked the Xenomorph's butt. I have, have Predator. Boy, come on. I do have the Predator. Get out of here. No, 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 no. I said movie monster, <laughs> and what is it? It is a monster for sure. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be horror, but I don't know. That first one has some pretty good horror and suspense actually i think in terms of tension i think um is it predators is that the one with adrian brody i think that sure. one has some really good tension and suspense actually and i think that one's pretty underappreciated um as a whole predators i think the one that predators is the one in california isn't it no predators is i think the one where they're on the alien planet being hunted on like the open range with Adrian Brody, um, what's his face, Lawrence Fishburne, um, Topher Grace. They're all being hunted by creatures, like from 2011 or something. Huh. Oh, it's so good. I don't know if I've seen that one then. That one's so good. There's four total. There's the original yeah, that, with that Arnie. Yeah, because a lot like are the Arnie one. No. No, the Arnie one, they're in the jungle on Earth. These are mercenaries, like some of the best mercenaries on Earth get transported and wake up on an alien planet where they're being hunted by a group of predators hmm. for okay. predator hunting cool, cool, cool. season. And it's I'm so gonna have to good. I'm going to see if I can find that and watch it. I think the movies themselves are never like the highest of art. I just love the design for the predator. And it's like the Jeepers Creepers, Jeeper or creeper, whatever we want to call him, in that every time we think we know, there's just a little different layer to the predator that gets peeled back. Of like when he takes off the mask, we're like, "Yeah, Arnold, you're right. You won, ugly." Um, yeah. But also, just like the, it's so radically different from almost any other movie monster design. And for me, the movies are just really guilty pleasure fun. The most recent one from like 2018 or something. Not great, but 
I could at least have fun with it. Predators, I think, is very underappreciated. And I even like the very first Predator. That's good, too. Um, I think the monster design's original. It's different. Um, and I can have fun with it. So that's why it's on my list. It's just unique. So, you want to talk about Guilty Pleasure? Uh-oh. I bring to the table... And this one's definitely more uh, of the design than the monsters themselves. Uh, but the lichens from Underworld Rise of the Lichens. <laughs> wow. Josh is just bringing the quality content today. I'm bringing the heat today, brother. <laughs> I can tell you. I can count on one hand how many Underworld movies I've seen. They're, one they're is too guilty, many. And I don't care who says who says differently. They're guilty pleasure movies. Those movies are so 90s, Blade should make the crossover and kill them all. Oh, they're guilty of something. But, yeah. They're guilty of something. Yeah, it's... That's why I said I like the design. (laughs) Mm. Because they they look a little... They do an F... There's an obvious effort to take the idea of a wolfman or a, a lichen... And, and take it to another level and do something different or new-ish with it, um, which is something that they didn't have to do. I mean, there's so many really easy ways to do a, to do a Wolfman, uh, and they went full-on, yep. like, Twilight on it. Well, probably a little better than that, but... Um... Yes. So I got a couple of slashers, but I'll get the one that I know for a fact is not on Josh's list out of the way. Jason Voorhees is just one fun dude. Um, Screw Jason Voorhees. No, I hate him. He, no, no. You know what? No, no. You know what? I'm sorry. You let me have Zombievers. You can have Jason. Before I go into it, why do you hate Jason so much? I just, I don't like the twist, dude. I don't like, I think just... Leave it at leave the first one. You, I understand the the money and all that. Blah blah blah. Hey, this did well. Let's make a second one. How do we make a second one? Let's do this. Um, I don't like it. I think it's more terrifying of it being a mother so so grief stricken that she kills teenagers. I I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I I, I like that story better than uh she's grief stricken and is killing children, uh and then they get her. But guess what? her kid was alive the whole time like i just i don't like it i don't like it i don't think he's scary that's why jason x is my favorite of the series uh i think that's why he's on my list because jason has never once scared me maybe a little bit in the michael bay ones just because i was afraid of how violently he was going to tear people apart Uh, (laughs) um But Jason is different than a certain other one who's much higher on my list that we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a little bit here of in those other movies we'll talk about. You're rooting for the protagonist. The other ones, Jason is that fun wish fulfillment of that's why the Friday the 13th video game works so well, at least for me, minus how glitchy as heck it is. Um, It's just the fun beat people up. Jason is just a fun movie monster. I've never been scared of him. But compared to some other slashers we'll talk about later who are kind of one note with a kitchen knife, um, Jason at least is creative. Like Freddy vs. Jason, folding someone in half with a bed. That's that's pretty creative. Or still to this day, Jason X, I love it as much as you do. Jason X, say what you want, Jason X has by far the best Friday the 13th kill in the entire franchise with the dry ice. 
like. Yes. Well, I know you're Either partial to the sleeping the, bag. Uh, the drill kill. I love the drill kill in that in that one. The drill. Yeah, there's a bit that's like up here, and he throws a girl over the balcony, oh. and she lands on it, and like does rotates all the way down it. Yeah, slowly. it's kind of like Event Horizon. Yeah, I was like, ooh, that's good. I thought you were partial to the sleeping have, bag, but it was good. <laughs> I thought you were still kind of partial to the sleeping bag one. Yeah, I also just love when the the phrase is uttered. Oh my gosh, he's made of nanites. I'm still mad that the uh, Friday the 13th lawsuit, like they went to court right as the Friday the 13th video game was about to release Uber Jason in the into the game and have a new map on the space station. I was just like, dang it, we can't have nice things, can we? Um, no. <laughs> but Jason is just the fun slasher, if, if that exists for some people. Um, like some other people that we'll talk about later, Jason is just more fun. It's not meant to be taken seriously, hence... Why Jason X? I don't get mad at Jason X like some other people do because they're just like, well, Friday the Thirteenth. It was dumb that they went to space. Yeah, but your franchise has never taken itself seriously. It's not at least it's not like Leprechaun in space or anything else. Um, I like Jason just because he'll never be my favorite, but he's got he's passionate about his work, and I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> And he, whether they're holograms or not, them girl, them bikini girls, are gonna end up in a sleeping bag and getting smacked against a tree. They gotta learn. <laughs> um, I'm gonna bring in my only submission from a show, and it is our second time I'm going to be talking about Lovecraft Country on this show today. Um, episode one, or really the first few episodes has this creature that from my memory they only really call vampire children think and but like that's not like a little kid like running around with fangs no like think basically if a werewolf was a vampire so big honking like hound like things fly like like flying through the forest and if they bite the and they intentionally will just bite and leave and turn you into a vampire and it's more of like a zombie style vampire because they are not the og host it's just like it's just super interesting um they can be apparently born from cows uh <laughs> i don't know lovecraft country is really weird dude <laughs> it's really weird but the design is incredible they're genuinely terrifying um the way that they build how the bite affects people was very, very interesting. It was new and fresh because it literally happened. The turning happens within five minutes. It's not like, oh, hey, I'm going to go to bed, and now all of a sudden I wake up as a vampire. It's like literally like, oh, I've been bitten. Hey, we need to cover that exit, that exit. Hey, something's happened. It's like it's it's very good, and I mean and it definitely helps that uh, – the first guy that gets bitten is uh, like the biggest racist dickhole ever. So it's like, yes, satisfaction. You, you always need that good justified. Like you can have a horrible, horrible character so long as the proportion and the ratio to their death is equal to how awful they are. Yes. Um, I have the last three on my list are 
technically humans. One of them, depending on what timeline you're looking at, he might not be human. We don't know. Uh, my next one is the most human on my list, but make no mistake, this is absolutely a monster. Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter. Who also... You're stretching, dude. How You're is, stretching this word. How I'm is not, he I'm not a monster? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Is he a monster of a person? Yes. Is he a movie monster? Yes. I'm going to say no. Yes. No. Nah. Besides some of the aliens on our list, he's the only one that on our list that actually consumes people. <laughs> I'll allow it as uh, I am the judge in this court of things that is allowed. I am the law. I am justice. Vengeance, dude. Vengeance. But Hannibal I'm, I'm the like... cannibal, who is much less caring about the lotion that is applied, um, considering how little of screen time he gets in the original Silence of the Lambs, he leaves a massive impact. It's like, what, 15 minutes or something in the first one? Yeah. Also, for those that keep saying it, he never says, Hello, Clarice, in Silence of the Lambs. Never once does he say it. He doesn't say that until Hannibal or something like that. He says good... Speaking of which, he says good... Have you seen the show? Uh, no, I wasn't talking about the show. There's a second one called Hannibal, and then there's Hannibal Rising. Um, okay, I've heard the okay, show okay. is really good, but no, he never I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that the guy that they have playing uh, Hannibal Lecter is Mads Mikkelsen would give Anthony Hopkins a run for his money, which is bro. The guy got awards off of like, what was it? 15, 20 minutes of screen time. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. But um, yeah, he never says hello, Cla- Clarice in the original one. It's like um, Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father. It never happened. Go watch it again. Um, Josh is confused. He never says, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you mean now. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, no, he he says that. And then, you, okay, you forget. I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My B. My B. Yeah, it's like how in the original Sherlock Holmes stories he never actually says elementary my dear watson but everyone kind of assumes that he did it's like one of those like a um what's it mandela effect like that's that's definitely a thing yeah berenstein bears berenstain bears whatever um but hannibal lecter is by far considering he's a human is one of the most monstrous humans we can have besides maybe buffalo bill who they are trying to kidnap. Just, but also, uh, the at least the original Science of the Lambs, the sequels did not know how to do this. Science of the Lambs knows how to shoot its villain and their monster better than any other movie. Extreme, uncomfortable close-ups of Hannibal Lecter, putting him dead in the center of a room. Just the cinematography used single-handedly makes him creepy, as well as the performance, obviously. The fact that Hannibal Lecter never blinks. Um, there's just so many facets that make him such a monstrous figure, besides the fact that he eats a census taker um, with some nice Chianti be- with some fava beans and a nice Chianti, um, which, for those that don't know, those are not supposed to be consumed together. That's that's probably why he said it in that order. Um, 
What? No way! <sighs> but I'm, I know Josh has some aversions to my pick, but I don't care. It's my list, dang it. <laughs> you look, dude, at this point, you're making the rules anyway, so. I always um, do. <laughs> uh, I have one more. Cool, I got two. Because one of us didn't consider slasher movies as monsters. Anyway, um. <laughs> Sorry, I try and have a wider palette. And less narrow-minded oh, view. Okay, is this what this is? About? All right, all right. All right. Actually, before you get into yours, I still have two left, so let me do one more. Okay. And then okay, we'll get to okay. yours. My one oh, more. Wow. I, I said Frankenstein's monster earlier. Frankenstein's monster will never be my favorite Universal monster. I said Frankenstein's monster, Josh. <laughs> or the monster. In order for there not to be any confusion, the monster will never be my favorite classic Universal monster movie or character. Mine will always be the criminally underrated to the point that there's even some debate sometimes of, do we include this person or not? This monster is literally the middle child of the Universal monsters. It happened (laughs) right in the middle and no one ever talks about them. And it's unfortunate because to me, he's the best. Jack Pierce, not Jack Pierce, he was the makeup artist. Uh, Jack Griffin, a.k.a. The Indivisible Man. Who? Indivisible? The Invisible Man. Which, believe it or not, Josh, the Invisible Man of all movie monsters, at least human characters, has the highest horror movie body count. He's got more kills than Michael, Freddy, or Jason currently. We'll see after Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. If it ever comes out. Halloween. Jason Blum has already said Halloween Kills, no matter what, is coming out next year. Okay, so how, how high is the body count? Uh, single hand, in one movie alone, it, it's like 105 or something. What? He crashes a, a train that has 100 people on it. What? Uh-huh. He's just like, I'm going to start by rule of the world. First, I'll crash a train. And he actually derails a train that they later say in the movie has 100 people on it. And for some reason, no one ever talks about the Invisible Man, and it bothers the crap out of me. I need to. I should probably. I should, okay. It's in the voodoo. I, I think it's in the voodoo. How much you talk about it, but yeah. I also talk about it a bunch to you because, holy crap! For 1933, the visual effects still hold up incredibly well. When he's disrobing and taking off his bandages, it looks insanely good to the point that Heather and I have watched it a few times. And we're still going. How did they do that? Or there's parts where he gets gets on a bike and rides it away. It How did they do that for the technology back then? Uh, but also, it was one of the earliest horror movies that I had seen, at least, that's kind of um, campy and aware of its cheesiness. Like, it's got some good drama and some tension, but there's some levity and some humor to it. Uh, James Whale directed this, who would later do uh, Bride of Frankenstein, he infuses some good humor in his horror movies as well as some good scares. There's quite a few moments that I'm sure were intentionally funny. So, uh, great humor, fantastic effects that I'm still going, how the heck did you do that? Uh, Claude Rains' performance as the Invisible Man, considering he's basically just doing it with his voice because he's not seen, he's menacing with his voice. Like, there's a great scene when... Um, there's someone that he used to work with 
that has more or less betrayed him, who is just sitting in his office listening to the radio, and the Invisible Man sneaks in and turns off his radio and just starts talking. But since it's like old technology and you can't see it on TV, the guy still kind of thinks that it's his radio playing. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's such a good idea and concept. Also, it doesn't have idiot characters, like how they ultimately stop the Invisible Man. I'm like, that's actually that's actually smart. Good, good for you guys. Um, he's so unique too. Whether people ever acknowledge him anymore, everyone always talks about the heavy hitters, the the Trinity, so much of Frankenstein, Wolfman, and uh, Dracula. Uh, but he's so different. Some people still mistake him for the Mummy, unfortunately. Um, but Claude Rains kills it in this role, and he's supremely underrated, and it's a really, really good Universal Monster movie. All right, man. That's a solid case. Solid case. Um, yeah. Good job there, bud. What it, I think it's in the voodoo. You need to go watch it. It's also, uh, if not, I it's on. I, uh, I say probably because it, it's going to be dependent upon if I remember or not. If not, <laughs> if not there, I know it's on Peacock, which I'm pretty sure you can watch for free. They have a free tier. Yeah. And it's all the. And I accidentally signed up for Amazon Prime, so I'm got lots of free stuff to watch or so um what is your last one (laughs) so i don't think a lot of people have seen the ritual it was on netflix for a while is that the one in the woods yes the one in in norway yes with the quote-unquote bastard child of loki (laughs) that they filmed in the back of an ikea parking lot yeah dude the thing in (laughs) <laughs> you can tell I've been watching a lot of quarter cast, a lot of uh, quarter crew. To... Well, the, yes, cast and crew. They they have different shows. Um, they're both anyway. Um, but the way that they they light the monster in a very specific way, you never fully see everything on it. Um, and I think that adds to how terrifying it is. Because even even when they kind of show you it in its full embodiment, you, even your brain can't quite like put together what it's seeing, and I think that's so. Especially if you're not going to do it practical, like you would say, like the thing that looks otherworldly, but like this thing in the same way. It looks otherworldly, but in a different way of like it confuses your brain because there are certain body parts that are places that that doesn't make sense why they would be there. And it's just it's a very it's a very scary monster to look at the way that they treat it in um, the movie itself is in just ingenious and so smart. And like the I, I'm assuming you've seen it, yeah. Nathan. Mm-hmm. OK. So the the thing I always come back to is the scene where the main character sees the hand on like leave the tree. Like that's the main head of the monster. But there's still so much of the body <laughs> that is also hiding somehow in this this big thing of trees. It's just it's a first of all, if you haven't seen the ritual and it's still on Netflix, go check it out. It is very well done i don't I, think it's going would, anywhere it's a netflix original isn't it yeah i see and i 
I, I never want to assume. I never want to assume. But um, but yeah, it's it's very very good. I would put it up there with Hush and Hill House. It's it's got a little bit of a Babadook to it. Of yes, there's there's layers to the story. It's not just a guys are creeping around in the woods. There's some past events that come back in a big mm-hmm. way. Obviously, um, no surprise here. So I'm not even going to pretend to beat around the bush. <laughs> no list is complete for me without Michael Myers somewhere. Um, it, come on. He's the quintessential sla- slasher to the point of, as much as I like Jason, they will openly acknowledge that Jason Voorhees was created just to be a Halloween ripoff because they, they yep. see they see movie horror perfection when they know it. They know horror perfection when they see it. Whatever. I'm not great with words today, apparently. Um I will say, though, Michael's scariness fluctuates per movie depending on the mask. Because there's some good masks, like the first Halloween, or even Halloween 2018. Then there's some bad masks, like Halloween 4, whatever the heck he was wearing for that. Or, by far, the worst is any one of the four masks used in H2O. I love H2O. Okay. But those masks are awful. You can see his eyes. Mm-hmm. There's the CGI mask. There's the one from Halloween 6 for at least a little bit. It was an awful mask. And also, I love H2O, but that's the worst Michael Myers. Chris Durand is easily the worst Michael Myers in the entire franchise. Dude doesn't I even... I really like the one in Resurrection. Actually, he's not that bad. He's better than Chris he's Durand. He's great. I love him. <laughs> no, Chris Durand. So the famous, the thing with Michael Myers is he does that like Undertaker sit-up, which Michael did first because 78 as opposed to 89, I think, Undertaker made his debut, 89 or 90. Um, so when um, in H2O, some of the kids are hiding and Lori like gets him out of the closet because she makes Michael like take a header into another door or something, he's laying on his belly so he has to like awkwardly scoot his butt back so he can like flip himself over and scoot himself up because he didn't land on the right side. I'm just like, uh, and also just hearing behind the scenes stories of like the actor that played Michael Myers in H2O. He's just like, so I was, I was looking at videos of like predator cats. And then when they have their eyes locked on something, they just put their head down and they purr. So I wanted to do that as Michael, I turn, put my head down and I just growled as I walked. I'm like, you're not a cheetah. You're Michael Myers. Like, Michael Myers doesn't growl. He, he like, breathes in the mask, but he doesn't do that while he's going, Oh, look, Lori. Meow. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's almost as bad as Buster Rhymes. I love it. But that's almost as bad. Like that's not that's bro. That's not the catchphrase, my dude. That's not it. That, that of all the ones to do, that is not the one. Uh, it's just like if done right, Michael is more terrifying than Jason because Jason is brute force, whereas Michael is ninja. Like he was scary in the first one, doesn't get scary again until 2018 when he's that guy that just can just disappear anywhere. But also when he's there, he will mess your stuff up i'm gonna open a bathroom door using someone else's head um just also it, that um podcaster might still be alive it's not entirely confirmed that he's dead but michael myers is just the classic man 
because nothing's more terrifying than William Shatner. It's just, except for maybe William Shatner himself. Uh, Michael Myers is just the classic. Of course, he's going to be on my list. And probably, no, he is my favorite movie monster of all time. So many people copied off of him. Maybe because he copied off some other people. But we don't talk about that. Michael Myers is totally original. What are you talking about? Psycho never came out. Black Christmas never came out. Michael Myers was the first, and Halloween was the first successful slasher movie. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's, Halloween's just Halloween, man. I can, I, I need a Halloween bucket, which only is good seasonally. It's not like my Iron Giant bucket, but, <laughs> you, you know, but. Yeah, I'm aware. I mean, monster movies are really great, man. They, they, uh, they do a lot, uh, and I think it's really interesting to see the differences in our lists. Um, it's interesting to see how some of the ones on mine are very much like there's monsters, but they definitely represent something else than just the actual be uh, the actual monster itself. Not to say, and the, even there's ones on your list as well that they represent something other than that's not human. That's not that doesn't you know compute in our brains or whatever it's at the end of the day monster movies are just ways to show us i can't i was gonna say i was gonna be super cheesy i got you i was gonna be super cheesy and be like monsters are the way to show us that we are there are monsters in ourselves all the time (laughs) so i I can't i can't bring myself to say it the difference between our list is i think your monsters are more of monsters a f- it's a fear of what's inside of us whereas my yeah. monsters are more fear of the unknown and in the shadows type of thing fair enough fair enough and like invisible man not in the shadows but he's that unknown presence michael myers is the shadows <laughs> yeah you were merely adopted the dark i was born in it molded by it <laughs> i didn't see Haddonfield till i was a man by that time it was too late i was already used to smith's grove <laughs> uh, oh man i had some fun tonight dude Oh yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but um, for those that don't know, Josh is kind of stepping away from Uncharted for a little bit. Um, I refuse to call it though his final episode. Though uh, we're just saying this is him stepping away from a full time like every single week. Um, I don't know you, Josh. I'm putting you on the spot. I still would like to have you on if there's a big topic that comes out that yeah. you're just like, dude, I need to be on that man. Like white on rice, like. There's there's some topics. <laughs> have you never heard yeah. that before? Yes, I have. It's just it's just a funny. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on right now, and I just I love how much we have. We always have fun, um, and it's hard. It was hard for me to even say anything because for those who don't know, I really don't do a lot for the podcast. I I, I call Nathan and uh, he gives me lists and Nathan edits it all. So it's not like I do a lot. Um, but it's yeah, I there's some stuff I I'm, I'm going to try to do and maybe I can drag Nathan along for the ride. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know, bro. That'd be cool. It'd I be like fun. I was about to say I like being dragged, but that that sounds weird. I'm not gonna go for that. I mean, most most people, it's I like to be choked, but yeah, I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. It's it's one of those things of like Josh is stepping away from being on a weekly presence, but I'm sure he'll still be in the loop to some degree. Like 
I think we're still kind of having some internal discussions about kind of maybe having five good things be a recurring thing. We never did it for this month, but um, that would be something that's pretty easy to do and wouldn't require a weekly commitment. It's it's an amicable thing. I'm not firing Josh. He's not an employee or anything (laughs) else. We are glad that Josh has put in over two years on this podcast and... I refuse to call it his final one because I guarantee you he'll be back maybe for like uh, end of the year wrap up or 2021 predictions when the world is a little more normal because let's be honest guys you love him I love him no one predicts stuff so out of left field more than Josh <laughs> so like yeah you may have to come back for that one Josh I mean, dude, there's no way that I'm going to be able to nail it as much as I did with with uh, Static Shock. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be able to pull that off again. But you know what? Future goal that will be the only thing that tells us. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm. You really put me on the spot, and uh, which is fine. <laughs> um, I just, I'm. I, this started because you and I wanted to keep up. A friendship and keep talking about movies and that's definitely still going to happen um mainly because you're one of the only people i talk to about movies <laughs> so <laughs> yeah basically but yeah things will things will look all different but the podcast will still go on and it'll be fine josh is not going away and i'm not going away the podcast isn't going away there might be some differences we're still working on it but it's it's a good thing. We're all, it's going to be good. We're excited for the future and we're looking forward to you joining us in that future. Uh, well, what do you guys think are some of your favorite movie monsters? We always like hearing from you guys. Let us know in the comments below. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Uncharted Media. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals. <laughs>